So a few years ago, we were staying with some friends and we went swimming in a kind of private lake. As we were walking to the private lake, one of my friends said, the best way into this lake is to jump, follow me. So he and I went off the path, leaving our families carrying on towards the lake and actually started climbing up a steep path through some thick bushes and trees. Up, up, up we went. All the way up, my friend was chatting. He goes, this is one of my favourite things in the world to do. We emerged out of the trees onto a small little clear area. My friend reached down. He said, take off your crocs. I took off my crocs. He took off his. He says, throw them over. We both threw them over the side. And he said to me, I find the best thing to do is to take off my crocs because then the only thing I can do is follow them down. And he jumped. I went to the edge to follow him and I stopped. I think it was the highest I'd ever been above somewhere I was supposed to jump in my life. Three, two, one. I'm still on the cliff. Okay, I can do this. Ready, close your eyes. Get ready to push off. Three, two, one. I'm still on the cliff. The longer I stayed up there, the higher the cliff seemed to get and the smaller the lake seemed to be. There are these moments in life when we know we have to jump. The way back down that we came up isn't really possible, are probably sensible, and the only way is forward. But going forward seems like a massive leap into the unknown, and we don't know what to do. Time and again, in the journey of faith and following Jesus, we are brought to these cliff edges by God. There are opportunities and moments for us to step out in faith with him. I believe uh, as a church and in culture, we're in one of those seasons again. And interestingly enough, where we are in the book of Genesis is a cliff edge moment for one of the characters. We're in Genesis chapter 46. Joseph has revealed himself to his brothers. The brothers have travelled back to their father Jacob uh, with great news. The son who you lost 23 years ago is alive. He's a prince in Egypt and he has sent us to bring you and the whole family to Egypt where we can live and where we can be safe. Can you imagine what it was like for Jacob? It is a massive cliff edge moment. Egypt, for a start, his grandfather had messed things up there, Genesis chapter 12. And his dad had been told not to go there, Genesis chapter 26. And here he's hearing that his lost son is there and is inviting him to come. His lost son, the son who he loved, who he hasn't seen for 23 years. What will he do? Um, I'm going to read the first few verses from that chapter, Genesis chapter 46. So Israel, that's Jacob, set out with all that was his. And when he reached Bathsheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in a vision at night and said, Jacob, Jacob, here I am, he replied. I am God, the God of your father, he said. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down to Egypt with you and I will surely bring you back again. And Joseph's own hand will close your eyes. When God brings us to cliff edges, uh, it's rarely straightforward. Uh, It involves faith. 
usually when we come to cliff edges, it's a moment where God is saying, will you come with me into what's next? But also it's a moment that will bring up fear. For Jacob, there's the fear of going to Egypt. Uh, there's probably the fear rising up of um, the mess he has made of being a father and a family life and relationships um, as the, you know, his lost son has returned. But then there's a whole load of complications around that as well. Um, and he is probably, ah, oh, oh my word. A text tells us that he sets out. Um, and what's interesting, the first thing I would love us to hear this morning is the first thing that we learn is that actually he makes space to seek an encounter with God. He makes space to seek an encounter with God. Bathsheba, where his grandfather and his father had both lived, he stops and he offers a sacrifice. And there in that space, in that moment, God comes and speaks to him. Jacob, Jacob, his name said twice for emphasis. Listen up, I've got something to say to you. When you find yourself at cliff edge moments in your life uh, and in faith, what's the first thing you do? I know I'm all too easy to kind of hunker down, work out what I've got to do, work out uh, what I need to do to get out of this or to get through this. The first thing I need to do is I need to seek God. I need to seek an encounter with the living God. And that's what Jacob does. When you find yourself at cliff edge moments, do you seek God? And God comes and he meets Jacob. And there are two things he says very clearly to Jacob to enable him to go on with his journey. Um, And they are this. Firstly, he says, do not be afraid. Did you see that in the text? God spoke to Israel in a vision, but he says, I'm the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt. God's first word to Jacob is don't be afraid. Fear is normal in our life. Um, false expectations appearing real, as somebody once says. Um, It's about the fact that we're fragile human beings. And as fragile human beings, fear is part of what it is to live in our fallen, sinful world. The Bible deals with fear an awful lot. Somebody once said there's something like a verse in the Bible for every day of the year to help you uh, to counter fear. And the Bible deals with fear in the same way again and again and again with the person of God himself. God comes to Jacob and he reminds him who he is. I am the God of your father, the God of your grandfather. He locates Jacob in that bigger story. He says, look who I am. Look what I have been doing. You do not need to be afraid. As I said, for Jacob, it's a reminder of the bigger story that God has invited him into. And it's just the same for us. When we get to those moments where we don't know what to do, we need to stop and be reminded of the bigger story that God has invited us into. That story starts with Jesus, who, like Joseph, has gone ahead of us and invites us to a new place. Jesus, who's dealt with the only thing that we ever really needed to fear, death, defeated it and offered us life on the other side. And so we start by being reminded of who God is and what he has done for us in Jesus. But then there's an invitation from God to go into our own stories and to remember those previous cliff edge moments when God came through for us. Or those previous encounters with God that have reminded us of who he is. Today, um, Oswald Chambers, in my utmost for his highest, was talking about those moments when God calls us uh, deeper into following him. And I was struck by it and I underlined it and I thought I'd read it to you. The Lord has been putting before us all some big propositions. Will you jump off this cliff? 
And the best thing to do is to remember what you did when you were touched by God before. The time when you were saved or first saw Jesus or realised some truth. It was easy then to yield allegiance to God. Recall those moments now as the Spirit of God brings before you some new proposition. When we get to those cliff edges, God doesn't disappear. He comes and he says, do you know who I am? Do you know what I have done for you in Jesus? And can you remember what I have done with you and for you previously? Do not be afraid. I am God. When jump moments come, we need to stop. We need to seek to encounter God and we need to let him to remind us who he is, what he has done in Jesus, but also in our own story so that we can go, oh, yes. Up on that cliff, one of the things I could do was go, do you know, this is only really a few feet higher than I've been before. I needed to remind myself that I'd done this kind of thing before. I was alone on that cliff. But in cliff edge moments with God, we're never alone. That's point two. So he says, don't be afraid. But then I also think he says his second word to Jacob is trust me. He brings a reminder of what has gone before, but also then says, trust me and bring certainty of what's going to come next. And that certainty is really interesting. Um, it's this. I will go down to Egypt with you. God's presence. You're not going alone. And I will surely bring you back again. And Joseph's own hand will close your eyes. I will go down to Egypt with you. I will be with you. But then also this promise that I will be at work when you go there. You will not be leaving, you know, my big story behind. I am going and I am at work. God's presence and his purposes bring certainty, help us to trust him. Uh, it reminded me of John chapter 14 when Jesus is preparing his disciples in the upper room before he is arrested and before he goes to the cross. Uh, and in talking about fear, he says, I will leave you my peace. And that peace will come by the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, my presence by the Holy Spirit with you will drive out fear and will bring peace. And that is the promise of God whenever we reach these cliff edge moments in faith, these calling into a new something or other we're not alone he is with us and he will be going with us but also there is that reminder that he is working his purposes out that actually we are part of God's plan for restoration um, of the whole world for his kingdom to be extended and we know from this book that's where this book is, by the way, on the table next to me. But we know from this book how the plan ends. Uh, it ends with us all in a new heaven and a new earth, living with God for eternity. And, and so when he says, trust me, he says, trust me, I am with you. Trust me, I am at work through you. So when we get to these cliff edge moments, we stop and we seek God. We hear him say, do not be afraid. Do you know who I am? Do you know what I've done? And then we hear him say, trust me, I am with you and I'm working my purposes out. I think we're in one of those seasons as a church at BNA at the moment. Um, COVID-19 has been complicated, but has also been a gift for us. It's enabled us to discover more of the type of church God is calling us to be. 
And we've talked about how homeschooling is moving into making a difference, moving into being city changers and people who extend God's kingdom. And it feels like a cliff edge. We could go back or we could jump with God. And he's saying to us individually and as a church, do not be afraid. The church that I'm building through you and with you is better than the one that was before. And the church that I'm building with you and through you, I am in. I am with you here and I am working my purposes out. Life with God will always have jump moments. Always. God invites us, as C.S. Lewis says, to follow him constantly further up and further in. It's not a question of if they happen. It's a question of when they happen what will we do? I don't know about you, but I don't want to be somebody who looks back on life and sees a whole series of cliffs where the Lord said, will you jump? And I was like, mm, I might try and climb back down. I want to be somebody who looks back at my life and goes, when he took me to the cliff, I stopped. I said, God, I need you. And he said, here I am. Don't be afraid. I am with you and I am working through you. Let's jump together.